Welcome back to Let Them Meet. This episode is going to be so much fun because it's actually a Q&A episode. I'm really excited about this one because the questions are legitimately all <laughs> over the place. And if you've listened to any of our past episodes, you know that we are all over the place. So we are, <laughs> in, we are in no way linear. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Anna, who is our like assistant, sits mm-hmm. outside of this wall. And if you know, you know, my office is where we record. And it's not soundproof because there's literally a gap in the wall. And she can hear everything that we're saying. And she gives us so much shit after we record podcast episodes because she's like, you girls cannot stay on track. And she's not wrong about that. No, we have like a total game plan going into episodes. And 10 out of 10 times, oh, they yeah. are not on track. <laughs> That's just how we work though like that's how our meetings are too but they're a fit like they're efficient yeah they're not efficient probably they're yeah. effective there we go that's yeah. a better i don't think they're efficient but they're effective because that's just very much how my brain works and it's a good thing that you can follow along it literally just happened prepping for this meeting i said something that made absolutely no sense and you were like oh you mean da 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 and just like exactly said what i was trying to say i read your mind you really do it's a skill that not many have <laughs> it is a skill Okay, so let's dive right in. Okay. First burning question is, what are you two doing in New York? Ooh, what are we doing in New York? Well, we're doing a few things, actually. Yes. Which one are you? Okay, we'll explain and then we'll have to say which one we're more excited for. Okay. So our friend Jasmine, I feel like we talk about Jasmine every episode. Shout out to Jasmine. We, we do love Jasmine. We love her. She is the founder of Female Founder World, which is a podcast, and she hosts these really cool either virtual or in real life events where she has like big name founders speak and share about their insight. I was on her podcast and this latest event is at the Museum of Ice Cream for International Women's Day. And I am so So, excited. So excited. I'm so excited about the panelists or they're not on panel this time. They're speakers. Yeah, they're they're like individual rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But now that it's all released, the founder of Glow Recipe is going to be there, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, the co-founders are going to be there. the The founder of Tart. Like, Allie, who wrote the book, um, How to Build a Goddamn Empire, which is if you are an entrepreneur, read that, run, run and read that book. If you love an entrepreneur, read that book. It literally is full of so much information. I hope one day to write a book half as good as the book that Allie wrote. It's so good. And she is speaking and we're friends on Instagram and I'm really excited to like meet her in person. But then like a lot of our friends from New York are going to be there, which will be a lot of fun that we don't get to see that often. So it's definitely going to be a good time. And they have a couple of fun meetings in the city too. And one that we're allowed to talk about is if you don't know, our cotton candy glitter bombs are part of the American Girl Cafes. Yep. So we will be going to American Girl to do content there, but we also got offered (laughs) to go to the American Girl doll doll salon which i was never a doll girly so this is like not up my alley but it is up your alley 100 percent. i had a samantha let's not i mean please is that shocking to literally anybody no no okay yes i had a samantha doll i don't know where she is i think she probably got handed on to my niece because kylie and i are like so close in age that it probably got passed on to her and then who knows what happened to it from there but i think i'm gonna go to my parents basement and see if it like made it through the move like to their new house and see if I can find her because I really want to do that part like I want to go get like her hair fixed up it would, be, really it would cool. be cute for content yeah. too and then take the doll to the cafe and get a drink literally yeah. literally please so that'll be super fun and then we just have like a bunch of random stuff like that we fill in so we're gonna do a workout class we're gonna go to studs yeah we're gonna go to rosemary's of course if you know you know if you know you know so 
we have a lot of fun things planned in New York. And of course, we're going to record a lot of it, post a lot of it. So if you follow us on socials, you will see what we're doing. Stay tuned. When we go into the city, we tend to go like in and out pretty quickly. It's how I prefer to travel, especially for work. I'm not trying to be out of the office a lot. This time we are only there for two days, but I feel like it's going to feel like forever because normally we try to squeeze like everything into a day it's such a quick flight from here yeah and so i'm almost like anxious about how much time we have (laughs) which is crazy because it's only literally like ends up really being like a day and a half because we fly in on monday we'll get settled like by like noon right and then we fly out first thing wednesday morning but we do have a lot of places that we would like to see glitter bombs in the future so we can go do glitter bomb drop-offs go to a few places that we've wanted to go to so We'll get to mix like some fun personal stuff in there too. It'll go by really quickly yeah. for sure, as always. Okay, this one, I don't know that I have an answer for, so I'm going to let you go first for it. Okay. Um, what's your favorite job besides working here? And if it wasn't working here, that's fine too. Okay, it is working here. Duh. I love my that job. Was, that was a good answer. Um, but I think I actually have two, and they kind of go hand in hand because one was unpaid and was more of an internship, and oh. then one was paid. So. The unpaid one was with Up and Up Festival. So I didn't know you interned with them. I did. So I knew you did the competition, but I didn't realize that it was like a full-fledged internship. It was like a full-fledged internship. I didn't so realize that. Up and Up was a competition when I was in school. It's a music festival competition, so it would be the most amount of ticket sales in a 48-hour period. And then the top, I think it was six schools, won the concert. So then if you won the concert, it would be a full-fledged experience of putting on a music festival at your school. So, like, what happened if, like, you sell these tickets and, like, you don't win? The concert just doesn't happen? So, your card wasn't charged unless you win. So, if you were a school that didn't win and, I don't know, you had, let's just say, like, 500 tickets sell, no one's card would be charged. But if you did win and the announcement came out, then your card would be charged. Interesting. Yeah. And then you would only have $50 to spend on marketing. That includes, like, printing flyers, like, everything nowadays i feel like they need to make it even harder though because social media is like such a thing like you could do marketing for literally free right so it was a lot harder than you thought though which was crazy because once you printed out like your flyers for the semester your 50 dollars budget was like gone well right yeah so it was so much fun i got to do it with my best friend kelsey kelsey actually still works there full-time which is really cool um still love my old boss there i went to a show at miami last year last year last fall and got to see my old boss got to see kelsey it was really awesome and it's really cool to still be able to like take part in that kind of stuff um but it was amazing i love doing that stuff if you i think i may have mentioned it in a previous episode but before i worked here my dream career was event planning for music festivals so it was a little bit of a taste of that which was really cool i loved it and then my favorite job was when i worked at brick street so if you're listening (laughs) and you go to my university i was an ID girl at Brick before I was 21. And then when I turned 21, I bartended. And it was by far my favorite job because we called ourselves like a beef frat, like a bar frat. I was so close with all of my coworkers, so close with all of my bosses. I'm still such good friends with my coworkers. We still talk all the time. It was just like such an experience because if you know Brick Street, you know it's a shit show, it's a shithole, but like you love that shithole more than anything. So- <laughs> Emma Emma quote of the day. So, like, I don't know. It was one of those things where you went to work, and by the end of the day, you were just, like, sobbing on your bar. But everybody was sobbing. Right. So it was, like, emotional support. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I I absolutely loved it. And 
I still talk about it all the time to this day. I mean, I talk about oh, Brick Street for sure all the time. All the time. So I've definitely say those two take the cake. So I like never had a real job. I mean, I did. That's not true. I did outside of like owning my own business, but I've never had like this has been my career. Like I started yeah. Artisuka straight out of college. I worked at JC Penney and I hated that. <laughs> I hated that. That was miserable. And then I worked at um, Pier One for a while, yeah, and that was better than jc penny for sure so probably pure one but then i worked at a church for a long time and i was the director of children's ministry and like an event planner there yeah. and i liked that job that job was stressful i'm not gonna lie to you like event planning everybody i think like assumes it's a really fun job it's not no. i was in charge of a camp for it was like four nights for like 200 kids ages yeah. like first to sixth grade that i was responsible for and like doing staffing all of the marketing all of the registration like no way oh at like 19 years old i was in charge of Dude, all of that that's insane literally crazy like even looking back on it i'm like who gave me this job like that's insane but i will say it very much prepared me to run a business like from oh, the yeah. standpoint of like i handled everything at an extremely long young age i started my business at a young age um so it definitely prepared me for this but artisugra is definitely my favorite i love it. my favorite job i mean i know you're not, you it's not? supposed to be like outside of that but like this also feels like my only like true job because it's right. the only one i've had like as like a full-fledged adult no i get that i would say yeah no i get that for sure because this is like my career i love yeah, it right and but up and up was what I thought my career was going to be. So I think that's why I also loved it so much. Totally. Because it was preparing me to go into that field. That's what you thought you wanted. Right. And honestly, I don't know. If COVID didn't happen, that honestly may have been like my true track. I could have totally seen that for you. Yeah. The only reason you work here, period, is because of COVID on both of our ends. Right. Like, because I wouldn't have probably transitioned the business. It wouldn't have happened how it happened. Right. And you wouldn't have been looking for a job outside. Because like the music industry wasn't happening then. Right. It literally didn't exist. So right. Everything That's crazy. happens the way it should, which like we always say, but it always rings true. 100%. Okay. This one. Oh, God. Are you ready? It's not that it's not that exciting. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's your Starbucks order? Oh, okay. That changes. That one's hard because like my it is hard. My like tried and true is a black cold brew, no sweetener. Like one pump of caramel. One pump of caramel. I love my coffee bitter. It's so good. But as of recently, it has been. She's been really annoying every time we go to Starbucks. Wait, wait for it. It's a laundry list. It is. An ice shaken espresso made with blonde espresso, oat milk, no classic, two pumps of sugar-free vanilla with cinnamon powder on top. Be fucking for real. <laughs> no. Immediately, no. She... Wait, okay. Every Monday morning, Emma and I meet at Starbucks at 7.30 in the morning. And I know that that's crazy and people are probably like... What? what excuse me but we're both really early morning people and it sets us up for the week and it, it's our time that we like go we talk about what we need to talk about we catch up from the weekend even though it's not like we're not texting 24 7 pretty much but we catch up from the weekend kind of plan what we need to talk about with the team for the week and it's really just kind of like I view it as like our bonding time like yeah. a little bit like it's good for us to get out of the office still get work done but like not be here for sure. and then we meet the team at 8 30 like our core team so livy and jenny and then anna comes too on yeah. monday mornings at 8 30 and then everybody else comes in at nine so that's kind of our schedule so a couple of weeks ago we are at starbucks and i'm ordering her coffee 
and we're staying next to each other and this girl just starts rattling off a laundry list and the poor barista behind the register literally wanted to murder you it is 7 30 on a monday morning they want to be anywhere but behind this register and you are out here literally ordering the longest starbucks order in existence i mean you literally just caught me i had to think about the starbucks order because it was so long like what did i not say in that order that belonged to i am embarrassed for you it's delicious <laughs> it tastes like a snickerdoodle i literally yeah. have one sitting on my desk from earlier today that i'm going to drink right after this bless anna for being our starbucks delivery girl today we have a problem i mean i think a lot of people do but like starbucks is like our vice around yes. here it's mine for sure it's like bad day starbucks good day starbucks sad day starbucks breathing starbucks like it's happening Everything. every day okay but what's your starbucks order now um I feel like if you know me at all, you know my Starbucks order is a peach green tea, extra peach juice. And extra ice. I would like to order with extra <laughs> ice, but you guys have shamed me out of that. So I don't do it. I just don't order light ice. I like ice. I like my drinks to be very cold. But when you order extra ice, you get like this much liquid. I don't give a shit. I want it to feel like Antarctica in my mouth when I am drinking and my water is that way. It is like I fill my water bottle up very precisely. As a matter of fact, like Drew did it for me the other night and I was like, did you empty it out and put fresh ice in it? And he was like, no, why would I do that? And I'm like, you know, I have a system. Like, I have a system of how I want my ice and my water bottle and the ratio needs to be perfect. Yeah, you like when I fill up your hydro flask, like ice all the way to the top. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. That's the only way to do it. I don't understand. I can't understand any other way. So I don't order light ice. I'm sorry. I don't order light ice. Definitely. And I don't order extra ice because you bullied me out of it. Yeah. Bullying works. It does. It does. But when I do go get your Starbucks, I do get you extra ice. Thank you. That's true love right there. Oh, you know, another good one over the summer. Again, like I said, I have so many different Starbucks orders. Should we just do an entire episode on Starbucks orders? Literally. <laughs> a peach green tea with matcha. Oh, no. So good. Or a matcha lemonade. Mm, so good. I actually can do, I can do a matcha lemonade. Yeah. I can't do a matcha peach green tea. I think it's because green tea is pretty earthy yeah, too, that. if there's not like a lot of flavoring in it. And then just adding matcha into that is just like adding the ground, just like straight taking dirt and scooping it into your cup. I got that order from Benny actually. We were on vacation and he ordered it. I was like, oh, that's interesting because I am a matcha fan to begin with, but I never thought of putting it in a peach green tea, but it the reason I like it is because it adds that extra earthy flavor to it. Oh, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's so a big problem. Also, I don't drink coffee. So in the off chance that like oftentimes Starbucks is out of peach juice and that is when I just want to cry myself to sleep, I will order hot chocolate like I'm 12 <laughs> with no whipped cream, just to be clear. But then your stomach is in shambles. Yeah, I am allergic to milk. I'm not lactose intolerant. I'm just straight up allergic to milk. Yeah. So Livy always yells at me when I get a hot chocolate, but you know, it is what it is at some point. You know what I mean? Okay. I think I know your answer to this one, especially based on the hat that you're wearing right now. Um, do you prefer New York or LA? I love both. I really do. And I love them for different reasons. But when we went to LA, I fell in love. Like, if I, of course. if you could have just like left me there, I would have been like, okay, bye. You are such like an LA vibe, like way, way more than I am. Yeah, I definitely like the warmth, the palm trees, just like the vibe out there. Like, I am such like a workout girly. I'm such a health girly. And that is the vibe of LA. For sure. But like the music scene's also really great out there. Yeah, if I could move anywhere, it would probably, I don't necessarily think it would be LA. 
but I, California. Do, I do think it'd be California as a whole. Yeah. Um, definitely New York. Yeah. For sure. I'm so much more of an East Coast person than you, you are. are sure. Like, I love New England. It is like, obviously, New York's not New England, but I love New England. I 100% see myself owning like a home, an apartment, a, like something yeah. there at some point in my life. Like, I, and I loved, I liked LA, to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting to like it at all. We were only there for like 48 hours, yeah. like not even. We were literally in and out. What we were there, I really loved. Now, don't get me wrong. The older that I get, I can absolutely get used to the weather. Like the sun yes. just hits different there. I can never see myself probably ever moving to LA. I have no desire to do that. Um, but it really, it is beautiful. And again, we were literally only there for... 48 hours not even i think if we went to like the malibu area that is where i would have been like striving like done yeah i i mean i'm beautiful it's really beautiful i just couldn't ever see myself living somewhere like that and i just i do love new york however i couldn't see myself living in new york either i think part of it is like i'm more comfortable in new york which is interesting but i've been there so much like it's one of Drew's favorite places in the entire world. I was there like six times in 2022. So like I, we traveled there a lot for work. We traveled there yep. personally, went there for my 30th birthday. Like it's, I feel comfortable there. I feel like I can get around on my own, like yep. that type of thing. I spend a lot of time in New York. So it's more of a comfortability thing for me. No, I get that. I, I think I don't like you. I don't think I could move to New York, no. but I do think I could do like a stint there. For sure. Yeah. Like if we ever did like a pop-up or something there. Oh, it would we, be so fun. I know. And if we had to go out there for like a month or something, like love it. Yeah. But it's too busy for me. I'm such like a warm weather girly saying I live in Ohio. Oh, but wow. yeah, no, I definitely think like we could do a stint though. That would be amazing. So good. Okay. Favorite event slash adventure with Art of Sucra. I'm going to let you go first on that one because I actually have to think about it. So, oh gosh, I feel like I could list out so many. I actually think it may be our trip to LA and not for probably the reason that you think. Okay. So a little background on that trip to LA. We went last year and like september was it was september because yeah. we had just gotten back from new york because we literally like the week before we're in new york for harry styles yeah because we were home yeah it was literally like 40 i don't even think i had like fully unpacked my suitcase no. to be honest with you so we had just been in new york we were there for work we saw the harry styles concert and then we were not planning on going to la and how all of that happened was essentially we were going back and forth. It was for a female founder world event, another one, which is why we're going to New, to New York in March. Um, and we were sponsoring the bar with glitter bombs. And there was two events that were happening. One was like a VIP event. Another one was like a event like open to the public or whatever. And we had kind of gone back and forth whether we should go or not. Like what was going to be the deal with that? My brother was getting engaged and we were having a surprise engagement party and flights were really expensive and we were just coming home from New York. So we decided not to go. Well, like the night before the event, I get an email that is from Shopify LA that is literally like Art of Sucra sponsoring the bar yep. for the the event that was on Thursday. Like subject line, headline, All anywhere. And I was like, oh, we were sponsoring the event on Friday and the glitter bombs are not arriving until Friday. And so I called Emma and was like, what do we do? Like this email went out right. to how many people? I have Everyone no in the idea. Like I have no clue. Like what the hell are we going to do? She's like, we have to go to LA. So it's six o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Keep in mind, 
we have to be in LA on Thursday. Okay. So, and I don't have glitter bombs. Like just, I don't have 300 glitter bombs just sitting around to like throw in a suitcase. suitcase. So I get on the phone with Emma. We decide to go. I have to shower. I have to wash my hair. Like I'm like disgusting at this point to get on like a 5 a.m. flight. Drew is literally on the phone with you while I hop in the shower. He's booking our flights, getting a hotel room for us. I call Livy literally as I'm like walking up the stairs and I'm like, I need you to pull all of the production right now. She was running, just happened to have night shift. That was like the other reason that it worked out was because Livy happened to be at the studio for night shift, pulled all of their production and had them stop whatever they were working on to do 250 glitter bombs for us. And then had her drive them to my house after her shift. So I could put them in my carry on case and fly to New York all with like, not like literally like 10 hours notice. It was I remember I was sitting on the floor because I was waiting for AJ to get home because we were going to a car show yes. at Ohio High and got off that call. AJ literally walked through the front door and I go, I have to go to LA tomorrow. I will be home in two days. Literally. We flew like, home. What? We flew home Friday. Yeah. So that was also crazy too. And I think for me, like that was just such a, I can't believe it moment in the fact that like, Emily three years ago would have never yeah, I like that. I would have never been comfortable to fly across the country. I'd never been to LAX before. I'd never been to California with somebody that I was fully responsible with to go to an event where I didn't really know anybody to like do this thing. I would have never. So for me, that story is just like such a crazy testament of like how much I've grown as a person yeah. and like how I will literally do anything for this business right and like it's honestly just like a cool story the fact that we did that we got to go like hang out by a pool for a little bit like we had to fly with 250 condom shaped (laughs) glitter bombs in my suitcase and let me just tell you tsa did not blink an eye no literally did not even ask a single question about it i was dripping sweat trying to explain like in my head, I had all these scenarios going of like how I was going to explain to a TSA agent that I had glitter bombs in my carry-on, 250 of them. Yeah. How was I literally going to word that where they weren't like immediately putting me in handcuffs? Right. Like, I'm sorry, I'm getting on a plane with a bomb, 250 of them to be yeah. exact. I swear to God, they're cotton candy. <laughs> I think it's so funny because the brown security yes. is like even asked you like, what are these? Oh. Like, can I open one? And then TSA was just like, "Mm, no biggie. Just like, when I tell you, when we drop stuff off to the Cleveland Cavaliers, that they literally have dogs that are like, I don't know if they're drug sniffing, if they're bomb sniffing, if it's both. Like, I've had my entire vehicle and person searched at the Cleveland Cavaliers. I walked straight through TSA pre-check, no questions asked, not a blink, not a nothing. Was I relieved about this? Yes, very much so. Was I also a little scared to get on this flight because not enough (laughs) questions were asked? Also, yes. Like, it was just a really weird experience. And I remember that morning, too, pre-check line was crazy. Like, you beat me through. Yeah. Because, again, we've talked about this. If there's anything, I will leave your ass if you do not have pre-check. That's the one thing in the world that is fine for me to leave you. Yeah, I agree with that. But it was so funny because that same trip, I made it through LAX quicker than you did too. No, I walked straight through LAX. Well, maybe not. I thought I did. 
I think you did, but I also walked through like normal security. No, I wa- I beat you at pre-check because remember I was sitting on the balcony and I was like oh, princess yes. waving yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that I I remember the whole LAX thing was crazy though because everybody talks about how like insane LAX is and how you have to get to the airport like right. three hours early. And we were talking to like the people at our hotel like, hey, like how much should we leave? Like how early should we leave? Like whatever. And the Uber driver was like, yeah, you want to leave like three hours early. It gets crazy. When I tell you, we walked straight in the United Gate no questions asked. No. I didn't even stop. I walked right through pre-check, like threw my suitcase up on the x-ray belt. I didn't slow down. I didn't pause. There was no one there. <laughs> it was wild. And then we had like three hours in LA. Yes. But then we went to the United Club and that was fun. We itself. did. We did buy a day pass to the United Club, which by the way was money well spent. Yeah. Nice comfy chairs. We got yes. breakfast. Like great. we got to work. It was so nice. 10 out of 10 would recommend so that's probably like my craziest adventure um for sure of all of artists who grow we've had a lot but that's probably my yeah. craziest i know i definitely love the la story because that was also the like we met katie we went to monty's it was just like a very like spur of the moment trip in all aspects which was really great yeah but i think my favorite trip was when we did the shopify event and in new york I would agree. Like our first time going, just you and I. Yeah, it was just you and I. And then that was, I don't know, it felt so different. We met so many different people, talked to so many different people. Yeah. It was like a light bulb like went off when we did that event. I think that was one of those times that like we weren't sure flying in just because that was super last minute too. We booked that only like we had like a little more time, but it was like a two week warning yeah and we booked that like super last minute and just like i couldn't say no like to the connections of being at like shopify and stuff right. like that and that was we got back to the hotel room after that event was like we were so glad that we went because we met so many people yeah i i always like bring up the neat like the food and wine story because i did really love that trip i loved it but Something about that Shopify event was just so different. I feel like after that event, we were just so proud of ourselves, so proud of our Sucra, and so proud of, like, us individually. Yeah. So, I don't know. There was just, like, an overwhelming sense of, like, gratitude after that event. I agree. Like, just can't be matched. Well, like, we had traveled together before, but there was always other people with us. Like, Drew was with us, or we were meeting Molly and Jackie, or, like, whatever. And this time, it was genuinely just you and I, like, that trip, that first New York trip to Shopify. And you and I just travel so well together. And right. like, I think that's a really beautiful thing too. Like the fact that it's just such an easy process for us to travel together. And that was really proved, you know, with that trip. And then it really felt like it was worth it because we were making like a lot of connections. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely really special. Cause that was also the trip we, I think, saw Chicago. Right? It was. Yes. We saw six when we went to go see Harry Styles. Right. Right. So that was also a lot of fun. We went to Rosemary's. We had like a really awesome talk at Rosemary's that night that like definitely still like sticks with me until like today. So totally. I think just like like overarching that trip was just really awesome. I agree. But as far as events go, my my favorite and craziest thing that we've ever done is definitely the cotton candy mannequin heads. That is such a cool story. Like to this day, like that still sticks out. And that was so many years ago. Like that was when we were still just doing events. Like it was still just me. Um and I don't have like a lot of really good pictures of it. We need to go get those mannequin heads from the people that have them right now. Yeah, I agree. But okay, so you're probably like, what the heck are they talking about? Way back when, I want to say this was probably like 2018, 2019. I can't, I'm really bad at dates. I can't remember exactly. But I was reached out to by specifically a um, catering company. 
asking if we would be willing to take on a special project. And they explained that there was a bat mitzvah happening and the father really wanted to have mannequin heads, like just heads with hair of cotton candy and asked if I could do this. So I got on the call with the caterer and got on the call with the dad as well and kind of talked through like, what's your vision for this? Like, I've never really seen anything quite right. like this. Like, what is this? What do you want me to do? And they explained it. And they're like, well, can you do, have you done this? Can you do this? And I'm like, I've never once in my life ever done it, it but I will figure it out. And that's exactly what I did. It took me like six months to figure it out. We did 12 mannequin heads that like Drew and I bought mannequin heads on Amazon. We literally drilled into the head, put PVC pipe um, in it, and then just spun and spun and spun cotton candy and like layered it and wrapped it and did this like really cool cotton candy flower, like so a little cool. hair piece. And then it was me and then three other people that would like help me spin. They were like friends of mine that would help me spin on the side. And it took us like almost four hours. We were there for like three hours and 45 minutes to do all 12 of these heads. That's so crazy. And the funny thing about this is too, like I was a nervous wreck because cotton candy is delicate. Right. And so if it takes us like three and a half hours to do these 12 heads, the first head has to sit there for right. the three and a half hours. Right. So I was really nervous about this. I was like spinning them in my house because I didn't have the studio space at this time and was literally just like letting them sit to like test them. Mm hmm. And being like, oh, my God, I hope these don't melt. I hope these don't melt. And I was, like, literally just praying that it wasn't going to be raining. Literally, the night of the event, downpour. Like, torrential downpour of rain. And we were at a really old building in Cleveland that had been turned into a wedding venue or, like, an event space. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, the room that they put us in was literally raining. There was water coming in through the walls. Like... <laughs> It was, oh it was God. pouring rain from the ceiling, like in this room. And I don't know how to this day this happened. The cotton candy was perfect. By the grace of God. Lit literally. There's literally no other explanation <laughs> for it. Like it's magic. Like literally, like the cotton candy was absolutely perfect. This event was so over the top. We could do an entire like series on over the top events and crazy things that have happened just through events. Um, but literally they had these mannequin heads walked out on silver platters and like presented to the kids table. And when I tell you they were gone, demolished in 12 seconds, we literally timed it, literally timed it. They had smashed all of that cotton candy in 12 seconds. This event was so crazy to the point where they had a chocolate fountain. I literally watched a kid put his entire head under the chocolate fountain and open his mouth up and just started drinking the chocolate. People are insane un insane unhinged like the definition of unhinged it was wild and then wait and then so the the mannequin heads had sunglasses on them to make their eyes like not nearly as creepy yeah. and it was just there i can't even begin to describe it to you i feel like we need to take a picture and post it it's literally a mannequin head with a giant pole sticking out the top so when the yeah. cotton the cotton candy rested on the pole when the cotton candy was gone it's basically just like swords so the boys were literally like picking up the mannequin heads and like sword fighting with them to the point where i had to like get the staff from the venue and be like you need to go and get all those and bring those back to me like i own those like those can't stay here but also part of me is like parent your children better like what are you doing at these events it's like literally not like that at all like i could go on literally literally well i did we did one event it wasn't me that did it, it was somebody that used to work here it was a 1.5 million dollar bar mitzvah and we did the friday night like before the actual bar mitzvah yeah. there were 12 kids there 
It was a $1.5 million weekend. And when the arrests were adults, and when I tell you, they literally brought in the Detroit circus to come and do like acrobatics, like all that, but a tornado was going off like in the middle of this event. And it was all outside. Like when I tell you, I have story after story of just like crazy stuff that has happened. We'll have to do like an entire event story. We'll we'll definitely have to do that. Cause I, they're just like coming to my head. I could literally just start spitballing. I, we need to start writing them down because I forget. I think I've blocked like a lot of that out to be totally honest with you. We'll have to because yeah, I have my own. You have your own. Totally. We have them together. Okay, we'll totally wow. have to do okay. that. Um, let's see this one. Next question. Sharp left. What's your favorite podcast to binge? Okay, so I am not really a podcast girly. L O L. That we literally have <laughs> our own. So ours, let them eat, is your favorite to binge. Let them eat. Um, but I have started listening to a few. The one that I've really loved listening to is Pursuit of Wellness. Um, yeah with Mari Llewellyn. She owns Bloom Nutrition. I love Bloom. I take their products, love them. But I really like her podcast for the sole fact that she interviews different people on different people's visions of health and wellness. Yeah. Because not everyone sees health and wellness in the same space. Not that you should because it means, it's different. It's so like so many different things, has totally. so many different avenues. So being able to hear from so many different people of what it means to them and their journey I really love that. Well, I think we talk about it often here. Like health looks so different on so many different people. Yeah. Like it's in different body shapes and in different, you know, exercise habits and mental health and physical health and all of that. And it's just really cool to see in a space that like people are starting to acknowledge that. Like health doesn't, it's not just one size fits all. And it doesn't just look like a gym rat naturally thin person that you know eats broccoli and kale every day you know what i mean it's about balance and it's cool to see like people's different versions of that right it was really interesting to listen to her story as a whole but then she interviewed tiger king which was like a whole nother slew of health and wellness yeah like a complete other end right like not an end that i would ever experiment but like right but interesting to hear about interesting to hear about but then also sabina who owns the company doe was on yeah and her story was super interesting because she's from a super small town where health really was never talked about. Yeah. And then she went and worked for Frito-Lay. So surrounded by anything except health. health and right. And then she moved to LA where, you know, you have like the health mecca of the world. Right. And- Everybody's with their Airmon smoothies and stuff. Right. Which I wish I could be an Airmon girly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was like my one request when we went to LA, but we were not near one. It was like 45 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't going to work. One day though. One day I'll get like the cloud smoothie or my girly Haley Bieber's glaze smoothie. Oh my God. Love Haley Bieber. But it was really interesting to listen to her because her mom came to visit from the small town that she's from and walked into Erwan and her mom was just like astonished. And she was like, if I had one of these, it's I, would, I would eat this way. Yes. So it's- well, I think we talk about that here. Like right. where we live, like if we had like an Erwan, a Foxtrot, like we have like the mustard seed, which is like the right. local version of it. Even like the mustard seed that's close to us doesn't have a cafe anymore. But like there aren't a ton of like healthy, I'm going to use that term in like air quotes, but like yeah. fast casual food that is fresh and, mm-hmm. you know, organic and just easy to grab it's not it's not easy where we're at no so i would definitely say that but i'm also if i'm in the mood for like a vulgar ass podcast 
I love listening to Girls Gotta Eat. Okay, that was rude. You stole mine for sure. I Girls Gotta Eat is one of my favorites forever. It's so not for the faint of heart, so we're going to warn you of that if you don't know what it's about. It's like a sex and dating podcast, but I love Girls Gotta Eat. That's been one of my – I listen to it every week. It's one of my favorite podcasts, and I just – honestly, this is so funny. I just like Ashley and Raina. Like, if I don't have the time, they spend, like, the first, like, 30 to 40 minutes, honestly, just, like, shooting the shit. Like, yeah, just, like, talking, and I will honestly listen to that and not, like, their interviews. I I love when they just shoot the shit because it's funny. It's fun and like you know them so well at this point. Like they genuinely feel like your friends, I think, yeah. too. I also really love the bitch Bible with Jackie Schimmel. Also not for the faint of heart. Like her humor is not for everybody. So that also comes with a warning. Um, Female Founder World is a great business podcast if you're looking to hear from other female founders. Couldn't recommend that enough. Uh, Jasmine is an incredible interview, probably the best that I've ever worked with. She asked really good questions. Um, I feel like I listen to a lot of podcasts. You do for sure. But it will be fun because we actually get to go see Girls Gotta Eat in June. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I it's there. If you think their podcast is raunchy, their live events are next level, but they're literally so much fun. I was talking with Cam last night. who's just like one of my girlfriends and she said she saw them in Pittsburgh, but she said it wasn't that raunchy because apparently that's where Raina's from. Yes. So Raina's parents were in the crowd. And Cam said it was the least raunchy, least raunchy show she's seen by them. But she said it was still like a ton of fun. They're still just funny. I mean, Ashley's a comedian. I, I mean, I could argue that Raina is too. Like yeah. at this point, like they're so funny. The one show that I, I won't even talk about it because it's that <laughs> wild. But the show that I, I've seen them a couple of times, and the last one that they did in Cleveland was legitimately. I was like. <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> and I am like hard to shock, I feel like. So that I it was still hilarious and I loved it. But yeah, definitely trigger warning on, on that one for sure. Okay. What is your favorite flavor of cotton candy we have ever made at Artisucra? I feel like that's so hard. I feel like that's so hard. So I have my answer. Do you want me to go first or do you know? So like my two favorite flavors of all time before we did the rebrand okay. were peach blini and raspberry lemonade, which we ended up making are like two OG flavors. Yeah. So they're, I try not to like give that as an answer anymore because they're around all the time. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, okay. Recently we did, I've always wanted to do like a Shirley Temple flavor. So anyone that submits a custom order that wants to like put it into Sprite or sparkling water, I've been recommending that just in hopes that someone picks it. We're about to like talk a business question. Cause I, I will forget if I don't. Did Mia ever email you back the girl that I talked to on the phone yesterday about the Shirley Temple glitter bomb? No, she didn't, by the way. I really hope that she does. I do too, but I also recommended that flavor to someone else. I don't think they picked it. Okay. Because I don't remember it being ordered. We could talk about it after yeah. the fact, but anyways, but yeah. I When Jenny came out with the Shirley Temple cotton candy, I mean, I just, like, thinking about it makes my mouth just puddle. It was so good, but... A bagged flavor was definitely watermelon lemonade with Pop Rocks. You still, like, whenever you can find that around the studio, or, like, you'll ask Jenny, like, can you make me a bag of this? Yes, because Livy found a bag the other day and brought it out to me, and we've been fighting over it. She hid it, and I found it. <laughs> it was in the back of a drawer. We work at a cotton candy studio. You can go and make your own. You don't need to be fighting over it. <laughs> but oh my it's God. so good. It was definitely one of my favorites. But I would also put Bob Pop up there, which is really good. That's interesting, too. We have very different, like... I guess likes in cotton candy flavors. Yeah. I I also think that the watermelon lemonade was one of the best flavors we've ever done with the pop rocks in it. Yes. 
I didn't think it got the hype that it deserves, no, but um, we're bringing it back this year. That's fine. Hands down, best flavor we've ever done. Do you know what it is? I do. You're going to say caramel apple sucker. Yes. Oh, my God. Do you remember those caramel apple suckers that you would get as a kid at Halloween? And they had, like, the yeah. hard, melty caramel on the outside and the sour apple sucker on the inside. I love those things. And oh. we turned it into a cotton candy flavor. And fun fact about me is that you cannot catch me eating cotton candy. Pretty much ever. I think you just shared your deepest, darkest secret on here. I did. Yeah. So about that. <laughs> about that. So when we released this flavor, I literally had Jenny spin me like three bags because I took one to my parents and then I left one in my office here and I took one home. And the one day Livy just like caught me like eating cotton candy so at my desk. And she's like, are you okay? Like what is like, happening? Like what is happening? I'm like, this flavor is so good. She's like, you're going to make yourself sick. And I'm like, I don't care. You know what else is up there is strawberry grape with nerds. I oh. loved that flavor. That and it's good too. I think it might have been just because of the nerds. I think we need to do a collaboration with nerds. It would be so good. We that, should reach out to them. I agree. One that I think has potential, not to go on like a total flavor, like Rampage, but AJ's dream flavor is a blueberry lemonade. We've got to do with it. blueberry pop rocks in it. Of course. And we can make that happen. The blueberry extract, because we had a sample of it and I used it, I think, for sample glitter bombs for someone. And it was, it smelled so good. I always feel like a blueberry, like lemon cobbler, like flavor could be really good too. Or like blueberry lemon lavender could be funky. Uh, ooh, like a cocktail. Yeah. Like that would be a really good glitter bomb, I feel like, in the right drink. Yes. Like a like purple rain yes. style with like gin. <gasps> Ooh, that's so good. so good. Okay, so we're making that soon. Um, we are definitely making that happen. Okay, next one. We can talk about flavors all day. I feel like it's like all we do. Anyways, the best way to find other small businesses to collab with? I would have, have to say like Instagram or TikTok. Yeah, so this one's I feel like this one is tricky. And here's, here's because I feel like it depends on what level your business is at. I agree with that. Because I think we've talked about this. Small business is such like a weird term. Have we talked about this? No, I talked about it on TikTok. Not here. I don't think so. Not yet. Okay. So small business to me, I feel like needs to be like rebranded because like you have like your, I don't know, like girly who wants to make an extra hundred bucks doing like a side hustle on Etsy. That's a right. small business. And then you literally have like dough who is in Air One and Target and, you know, Sprites and Sprouts or whatever it right. is. And they're a small business. So, like, it ranges. Like, yeah. you can make, like, you know, seven, eight figures in gross income and be a small business. And you can make $100 a year and be a small right. business. So, I think it really kind of depends on the scale of small business. I think you're right. Social media is literally your best friend. I think just being persistent and going after, like being very specific of what you want a collaboration to look like yes, and making sure that it fits with the other brand, but Agreed. also not getting upset if that brand says no. Agreed. I think it's kind of twofold. I don't think a lot of businesses have really kind of hopped on the collaboration train quite yet. So I think yeah. they may just say no out of like a why would I work with you? And not right. in like a negative, not in like a nasty way. Like, you know what I mean yeah, by that? No, absolutely. And then also I feel like sometimes like we get asked to do a lot of collabs. Mm -hmm. And like at this point, we're pretty selective about who we collaborate with. Right. And it's not because we don't want to collaborate with smaller businesses. It's not because, you know, we're, our nose is too up in the air. Like that's not it right. at all. 
but they're really time consuming Mm -hmm. and they can be really expensive and they and like for us we have our partnerships planned out like so far ahead that it can be kind of hard to pull it off super quickly right and i think the other thing with partnerships that we've really realized this year is that partnerships have to be mutually beneficial yes so as much as we would you know love to work with like the small brand from like our hometown it gets a little tricky it's hard. It's, it's hard. really hard. However, if you're looking to get your foot in that door, I would recommend by finding like another business that's in a very similar place yes. that you are, or can you offer them something that's really unique that they're not going to be able to do on their own or get somewhere else? I yes. think that's where we have had a lot of luck is the fact that our product is so niche that like when we do reach out to Kate Spade, they respond because right. you know, no, they can't just go down the street and find what we're doing anywhere it doesn't right. have that kind of wow factor so i think go into it with like a very specific pitch of what you're looking whatever that collaboration yes. looks like is it doing like a joint flavor is it hosting an event together is it doing a yep. a collaboration or a collection in some way where you own a jewelry company and you know you're partnering with right i don't know a clothing line mm-hmm. to create like a co co-branded situation whatever that looks and like and i think another thing is like and we've talked about it before but think out of the box Because if you stay within your box and you are like one of those smaller brands reaching out to a bigger brand, that bigger brand is not necessarily going to want to work with you because it's the same idea that they've heard over and over and over. Yep. Or it's not unique enough where if they do bring it to the table, that people are going to bite it. 100%. So if you are that smaller brand, like think outside the box. What is something that you haven't done before that you can bring to the table? Or what's something that your product can do for that brand that they haven't seen? hundred percent. And again, I think that's how we get our foot in the door. It also does not hurt that we have 1.3 million followers on TikTok, which I understand is like terrible advice to give somebody else because that's, we're very lucky to have that. And that absolutely, you know, people are like, wait, what? We want to use that to our advantage. Like the fact that Kate Spade wanted to do a social play with us is literally insane. And I think another thing, and I don't know if we've talked about it on here yet, but outgrowing your hometown is another big one. If someone sees you're from Cleveland, Ohio, Akron, Ohio, wherever, they immediately think your answer is going to be yes, because you're from the same hometown, you have that hometown feel, but that's not necessarily the case. I would even, I, again, I think we can probably do a whole episode on, on this because I have dealt with this extremely personally. So especially because of where we live, I think, because it's very small business, like forward right we have a really incredible small business community here and like it has it is what i feel like i raised my business on like i was able to grow my business in and i it's not saying i don't work with people locally we absolutely 110 percent do but all along with that comes an expectation that every single person that you hire you work with every event that you do every collaboration has to be from the same place as you right i would actually argue i don't care how big you are how small you are Go outside of your state. I Make a connection with people on the internet, on TikTok. Do collaborations that are with somebody in North Carolina or New York or right. LA or wherever it is. Don't 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 just pigeonhole yourself to where you live. The internet exists now. Right. Like I think that's so important. And oftentimes it can hold you back just to think regionally, depending on what your business is. Right. And it expands your audience. Do you, yeah. do you really want to keep your business tied within the same city or do you want to reach out to audiences that may have never heard of you but when they get your product in hand love you right so yeah i would definitely say that's like a huge one but that that one gets so tricky 
it is. It's it's hard to navigate still. It's really hard to have the conversation and to be really honest about it and not come across as sounding like a total asshole. And that is like not either of our hearts at all no. because like we love all of the small businesses here and all of that and everybody. We have so many friends that own businesses like locally here. I just think it is kind of a hard thing to balance. People have absolutely been like, why are you in New York all the time? Why are you in LA? Why is your design team not live in Cleveland? Like right. that was a big, that was a big deal for whatever reason. When I like hired Molly and Jackie who live in Denver, that pissed people off that they weren't from Cleveland. Oh, I remember. And like, that's crazy to me. Like they're, they are one of the best things that I have ever done for this business. And I'm so glad that I followed my gut for it. So I guess just think bigger too. Yeah. It was a lot of kind of conflicting advice. So it's, it it's very nuanced. <laughs> right. You basically just got an inside look at our brains, but think outside the box, think outside your city, think outside your state. Totally. How do we content plan? Um, do we content plan? We don't. <laughs> that's not true. We're no, getting better. We at are. It. But that's like a big reason also why we have those Monday morning meetings is so we yeah. can get our head on straight there. But I will say we've done a lot better when we got Erica, who's our phenomenal PR girl, but she's really helped us dissect a content strategy. Like marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of looking at Instagram or TikTok as these monsters per se, we now have these content buckets, which really helps because you can dump, you can look at these content buckets and realize you need so many videos to hit so many of those buckets a month. Like each each bucket has like a different category assigned yeah. to it, so it's like education, products, um, an inside look at Artisukra, like whatever. Right. And then you, we have to hit so many videos or pieces of content in each of those buckets. Yeah. So when you look at those and you say, okay, I need three for education, two for products, and three for let's just say like UGC because it's the first thing that came to mind. It makes it seem a lot more tangible and a lot more easier to navigate. So. I, again, wow, we've got so many episodes apparently in our back pocket that we need to do, but I think we need to do an entire episode about how like social media is what drives our business, but it became really scary to us in 2022. It definitely did. We TikTok and Instagram became these monsters that we know so well, which is the other side of that. We overcomplicated it. Right. And I think I feel like I'm in a good headspace with it. I think you're in a good headspace with it too. When I grew on TikTok, there was no content plan. It was very much just me. I was making, I was posting three to four videos a day. Right. I was, I was filming content literally for eight to 10 hours a day and then editing it and posting it. I get that that's not realistic. It's not realistic for most people, but that's just the truth of how I grew on the platform. There was no plan in that. It just kind of happened and I just was a content machine. Then I had to grow the business and then I really kind of stopped posting because it, the comments were overwhelming. I was trying to build a team. I was trying to, I actually had a business to run now that we were like up and shipping things. So it became pretty sporadic in 2021. And then last year in 2022, I don't know what happened with us. I don't know. I don't know where it came from because it was the same way with like Instagram. We barely used Instagram at all last year. Yeah. I can't, looking back on it, we barely touched it. If you like scroll our grid, you get like Christmas and like 4th of July almost in like the same grid pattern. I also just feel like we got to a point where Instagram is specifically Instagram to have it look aesthetic unless you were a photographer is 
brutally expensive to run for a business. It's a pain in the ass. It's too. a pain in the ass. It really is. Like it's it's not TikTok is so much easier in my opinion. Yeah. It's more time consuming on like my end because we have to film everything and then I have to edit and then I have to voice it over and then I have to upload it. Like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Uh, it's not hard, but it's a lot of time. Instagram is just hard. Neither one of us are professional photographers by any means. You have to post so much a day. They want reels and they want hard posts and you have to be engaging on stories right. and you have it's a it is a lot more to that. And we just didn't have the time or the energy. And somehow along the way it became really scary. I remember last year we would literally just have meetings where it'd be like, We have to we have to utilize this. Like we have right. to post on this. We have to do this. And like we would just talk in circles. Like we would get nowhere with it looking back on that it's just it's so crazy because we did get our head on straight and like it became this like less of a scary beast and it became like a normal thing again but along the way you don't know like I can't even pinpoint like when that point was where we just kind of like for a better lack of like gave up we gave up well I can tell you where like where it turned this year we got into like a fight it wasn't like a fight but like probably like the closest we've been to a fight yeah. where like we were at my house and we were like talking about it because we, we literally like left office went to my house to brainstorm like just you and I like what are we doing how right. how are we figuring this out and we were like okay Emily's in charge of TikTok Emma's in charge of Instagram how are we splitting this up and who's right. doing it and you were like we need a social media manager and I was like I know we can't afford it. <laughs> like here's like, this is what we had. This is what we're working with type of thing. And then I think like from there, us just kind of being like ah, at each yeah. other about it a little bit. Like you voice them and me was like, thank you for hearing me out. And I voice them and June was like, thank you for understanding. Yeah. And then it kind of just like broke the ice on it. And then we hired Haley. So we were trying yeah. to work with like photographers. We had gone through so many photographers that just like, it wasn't they weren't fitting and it was really expensive and all this stuff. Yeah. And then Haley came to us who we are just so excited to work with too. She's doing essentially like UGC, which is user generated content. If you don't know what that is like, so she's doing videos and pictures and she's essentially like curating a grid for us each month, which nobody else could do. So it was us paying all of this money to photographers for photos that like were kind of what we wanted, not really what we wanted in some ways. It wasn't fitting with the grid. They weren't the right ratio to be posted. Like stuff right. was getting cut off. It was just, it was taking so much of our time and energy because we were the ones that were having to be there for the photo shoots. Like mm -hmm. uh, it was so much work. And then we had to take the content that they were giving us and then make the videos for it right. and then put it into a grid and turn it. It was literally quadrupling the work. And it was so much work with almost zero payoff because when yeah. we got these albums, we just scrolled through them. We can't use any of these. Like, right. none of them. None of them. So, like, it is, was, this was happening, like, over and over and over again. Right. It was using different photographers, and it was using different – we were trying to take it out of house. We were trying to bring it in-house. We were trying to ha take an intern on. Like, we tried so many different things. So, in some – in all fairness to us – it became complicated kind of for a reason. Right. But then we just let it get way out of hand. Yeah. So – just like thinking back, it's just like such a wild. Like, that answered your question zero. <laughs> zero. No content plan. But what I can say, so if we're, if I were starting all over again a content plan, I would absolutely plan out your Instagram. That is so much easier to do. Plan out your Instagram, schedule your posts, have yep. designated days that you're shooting content, editing it, getting ready to go. Don't try to do it each and every day. Batch that shit for Instagram. I don't feel that way about TikTok. I agree. And then you can batch some things on TikTok and have just like videos ready to go. Like maybe do like take one day and film like 10 videos. So you have just like 10 sitting there. But I think sometimes TikTok has to be spur of the moment. TikTok moves so quickly that you have to be able to pick up on like 
trends and comments and engaging with people yeah. like you've got to kind of think on your toes for it and i think just trying to write down a master plan and then designate like designating a specific time of the week that this is when you're doing content and make right. sure you're hitting all of those buckets that you were talking about is probably the best way to get started i agree and then with like the photographer aspect like knowing exactly exactly what you want knowing what ratios you need for each photo yeah like having a full game plan going in and if possible having a screen up so you can see the photos being shot in real time, in real time. yeah to say i don't like that that that's too bright that's not gonna work that's right. not in the middle that's not centered like going in with a full plan and honestly and something we've accepted like don't say yes just to say yes yes like if something which is, is hard which is hard it is it definitely is and we're still learning absolutely but don't just say yes because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings because it is money wasted it's time wasted it's you, a business transaction also at the end of the right. day too so it, like you have to keep that in mind and that's easier said than done but like sometimes you have to have those hard conversations or if you're not gonna hire a professional photographer that's totally fine too you just have to stay consistent on like what you're posting how you're editing it all that stuff right so content schedule mm hard <laughs> or very hard we're still figuring out i do feel like we are in a much better place for it right but i think this is also a good example of like brands that you look at on the internet that you think have their shit together really don't no like our like you said we have 1.3 million followers on tiktok our instagram definitely looks way better than it did before totally but you would have not known that it was such a struggle behind the scenes emily and i almost got into a fight about it like right it's so crazy to just like look internally and then look like i always say Social media is a highlight reel. You don't see the negative. You don't see the bad. Yes. So it is nice and refreshing that we are able to talk about it here. Yep. And there's an outlet for people to listen. And if it makes you feel any better. So one of like the things that I do is that I we work, we work with a lot of brands and I'm on the phone on Zoom with a lot of like founders that are either like later on in their game, just getting started. And these are like big brands that have like VC funding and all this stuff. Right. And every time I'm on the call with them, if the opportunity presents itself, I always offer up at least 30 minutes to an hour of my time, depending on the brand that I will get on a call with whoever their social media team is. And I will do a free TikTok coaching session. I get nothing out of that. I don't pay them. I don't have a consulting firm, nothing. I do it because A, I enjoy it. And B, I am just a firm believer in kind of giving back and sharing what I know with people. And then it hopes maybe they'll be able to help me with something one day. I think it's just a really good relationship builder thing to do. Right. And it's not just you. If you're struggling with content, it is the brands that have all the money in the world that are uh, up and coming that are also struggling with figuring out how to do TikTok, figuring out how to make a content plan. This is a universal experience. It's don't feel like everybody else has it figured out and you don't because I'm telling you right now, I do these calls multiple times a week and it's everybody's struggling. Everyone. Yeah. You literally had one today. Literally had one today. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Last question on our list. <laughs> Most embarrassing art of Sucre story. So many. I have so many. I think you're going to have to take the one for the team for this because I literally, I've been racking my brain. I don't think I can think of one for me. Oh, I can think of like a handful for me. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Okay, let's see. The one that I think like takes the end all be all cake is I was spinning at a wedding. I think it <laughs> like, was. This is what, I, by the way, Emma was taking a wedding for me because I had just had surgery. This has been a common theme that we've been talking about yeah. a lot lately. It's all happened right around that same time. This is right around the 4th of July. Yes, it was. Okay. 
So I was spending a wedding. I think it was summer of 21. Yeah. Yeah. Summer of 21. It was like June. Yeah. Exactly. It, actually. it was blistering hot, blue skies, no clouds. I was not underneath an umbrella. I was in the middle of the sun and I was behind a hot cotton candy machine correct. too. So, you know, I'm spending a ton of cones of cotton candy. There's a ton of kids, whatever. Someone asked for a cone of cotton candy and I'm not paying attention to my outfit, I guess, for a better lack of way of saying that. And, and I'm spending a cone of cotton candy and I just happened to look down at my feet and I had sticky boobs on that day. My sticky boobs came out from underneath my bodysuit, out my pants, and were both laying by my feet, not behind the cotton candy machine, but for every single wedding guest to see. Your face is literally red right now, just retelling this story. I mean, when I just say I was horrified and just, like, mortified, I was. I immediately picked him up, like, threw him in the event bag, which then I left there oh. because I forgot. Oh my god! I forgot you left the bag. No, no, no! no. I left, you left the sticky boobs in the bag, and you found them. Yeah, you found the sticky. That boobs. is how I found out the fact that your boobs fell off <laughs> in the middle of an event. I like held them up, and I was like, "What is this?" And you were like, "My boobs!" <laughs> like my boobs fell off. I called you right after the event. I think I caught you like right after a nap. I was like, "Can I tell you something?" I was like, "My sticky boobs fell off at the event. They fell through my pants." Like. The bra- like, I am only you, Emma. <laughs> Literally only you. So that was a really bad one. I loved that event. The bride and groom were so lovely. Vanessa, I know exactly who yes. it was, is genuinely like the sweetest it was, human. It was Vanessa and Chase. I loved them. I remember them to this day. Their photographer is actually my dream wedding photographer. It's Ashley Sarafoto. I love her. She was the kindest human. That entire event was seriously so fun, minus it was like 90 degrees and sunny. What's so funny about that event is that I've done a couple of weddings like, or like events within that family space. So every yeah. time I've done those, they've always been like, Emily, like the cotton candy lady. Yeah. But they did their wedding twice because yeah. I did like the first round mm-hmm. of it. And then like their very small, intimate outside, like COVID wedding. Yeah. Like I, there's maybe like not that many people there at all. And they still wanted me to come for that. And then hired us again for their like big bash redo. Yeah. Those people love themselves some cotton candy. They were so kind. Then the second one uh, was, it was just a really rough day all around. If I remember correctly, like it, like it was, it was a, a long day. It was one thing after another, but one of our good friends was opening up a new location for her clothing brand and we were spending at it. And while we were setting up, um, her husband offered us like drink tickets. So we went and each got like a, like a cider or something, brought it back. And the one, one of our machines has like wings. So you flip them up, you have to lock them and then you put the sugar on top and that's how you like, hold it's, your it's actually like a tray that comes like out of the cotton. Can- it's our white cotton candy right. cart. My dad and I like custom built it. Like it just like, flings out to the side and again you have to lock the wings on them and but you can't put like yeah. a ton of weight on them but right. they hold enough right so it was the grand opening of the space it was beautiful the floors like literally just got finished the entire <laughs> space is like white light gray like the most like neutral tones so we were spinning watermelon and bubblegum which watermelon is like bright ass green and bubblegum is bright ass pink so i didn't lock the wings or so i thought i locked them and I put my beer down and my beer stayed. Yeah, your like, beer was fine. It was totally fine. Therefore, why would I have thought otherwise? Yeah, why would I have thought otherwise? I then put the bright ass pink bubblegum sugar on the wing and 
the wing just collapses. And if you know anything about cotton candy sugar is when you mix a liquid with the sugar, it turns into a wet sand. It was literally like quicksand. And when I tell you, we were both at this event, mind you. When I tell you this made the loudest noise too, because the cart is metal. And so when the wing like collapses, it slammed against the other metal part of the cart, but also the glass jar that the sugar was in hit the cement floor and shattered. So, like, people, like, not even in the store, like, turned to look. Because it's, like, a marketplace kind of, too. It was like a bomb went off. Lit- no, like, literally. <laughs> and it was pretty much, like, I could just see, like, your world ending. Like, I could literally just see, like, your vision tunneling. And I remember just thinking, like, thank God I'm here because I think she would have just evaporated into the ground. And, like, Emily, who, like, our friend that we were doing the event for is genuinely the kindest soul ever i ruined her shop on grand opening day after i just got finished and she was trying to make me she was like apologizing to you she was like it's okay you just made my store smell so great i'm like i just ruined your floor she was actually like thank you thank you for causing this scene and for making this mess and we were like emily no she was so kind and emily if you're listening to this i love you and i'm still so sorry (laughs) we still talk about i ended up like refunding her money i think yeah just because like a it was like the right thing to do i remember feeling so bad for you in the time because nothing nothing anybody said in that moment was gonna make you feel better like i remember we went to the bathroom we got like a ton of paper towels like we cleaned it up as best as we could we swept it up like Mm -hmm. whatever i remember telling you like it's fine like actually it's happened like it is what what the hell are you gonna do like it is what it is like emily's a good friend she under she owns a business she understands like stuff like this happens but there was no making you feel better it was horrible like it was like my first like big big like error mistake whatever you want to call it for like an event too so it was yeah that those two definitely take the cake the sticky boob one definitely wins because it was just like an embarrassing moment and luckily emily was really cool about it love her but i think those um definitely take the cake well and like thank god it ended up being fine because the other sugar like hadn't made it onto the wing yet like we still had something to spin yeah so like that was totally fine it would have been like a little worse i feel like if it would have been both jars because we would have had to literally just like pack up and leave there would have been nothing for us (laughs) to do like you know what i mean right but more embarrassing stories of my time here will absolutely come out because there is a ton of them oh i could literally think of like 15 more (laughs) great I don't know if the difference between us is that I just like don't get embarrassed or I've just been lucky thus far. You've been lucky thus far because <laughs> I think I've taken every embarrassing story and just been like, you're my like, shoulder. I'll take it. You're like, I'm a big enough person. I can handle I got this. You. Oh my God. That is so God. funny. I'm literally dying. I love these Q and a episodes. We're going to have to do more of them. I think they're just like a really fun uh, way to get to know us a little bit better too. Right. And you get to hear some stories that we may not share. Otherwise, other I don't know that I would have told the sticky boob story. It's one of my favorite stories though. I don't tell it enough. Uh, yeah. That's also one of my favorite stories to look back on, but also one that, yeah, I do not tell that often. <laughs> I think that should be the introduction story that you tell everybody when they're like, what do you do for work? Well, one time. Well, one time my sticky boobs fell off at a wedding in front of every guest. Surprise. I think the funniest part of the story is like they sat there for a while. Yeah. It's not like I noticed it like five (laughs) minutes after it happened. I was spinning for like an hour. (laughs) I mean. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Next time. Events under umbrellas in the AC. We're just no sticky boobs ever again yeah no real bras only from here on out 
Oh Jesus. my god, I'm dying. Well, on oh, that note, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>